Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Awakenings with Michelle Mache, the weekly dose of spiritual and metaphysical insights and information for navigating the soul path. Listeners are invited to call into the show for a reading or with questions and comments. Call 347-539-5122 and press 1 on the keypad. Also, join the Sacred Space of Empowerment live chat. To create a username, register with Blog Talk Radio. It's great to connect with all of you here. Hey, everyone. How are you doing? It's Michelle, your soul guide here. Great to connect with all of you, as always. Um, Welcome to Awakenings. If you're new, if you've been around for a while, listener participant that you are, um, welcome back. Hello, everyone in the chat, also known as the Sacred Space of Empowerment Room, and hello to everyone listening later in the archives, whichever archives you're listening from, whichever podcast um, outlet you're listening to, welcome. Woo! So we've got some energy today. Um, We're going to dive into that a bit. I am going to get to callers, so I do see you on the line. Um, that number is 347-539-5122. If you're new to the program and you just kind of surfed in, stumbled in, floated in, however you got here, we're all about the soul, consciousness, the awakening process, which is a succession of awakenings. Anything spiritual, spirituality, anything actually making our life more enriched, more soul-fueled and spirit-led, as I like to say. Um, Again, if you're surfing in and you'd like a reading or chat or just ask some questions or share your own insights, that number is 347-539-5122. Got a lot of insights in the chat, a lot of people that are very awake, aware, and uh, and that's, by the way, what these energies that I'm going to be talking about are about, about wake up, wake up, are you woke? Are you woke yet? Well, wake up a little more, sleepyhead. Wipe the sleep from your eyes, right? (laughs) Second half of the program, we have back with us Bernie Taylor, author of Before Orion, and uh, we're going to be diving into uh, cave art. I mean, as you know, some of you, if you heard the last podcast um, with him, which I believe was maybe the beginning of the year, maybe last year, I'm not sure. It's It's been a minute since we've had him on. Worth a listen to. He's a wealth of insight and information, um, does a lot of research, um, and really looking at the hero's journey, which is what we're all, you know, archetypally going through, you know, in all these cycles. I look at from the soul perspective, of a spiritual perspective, that this journey, you know, which, you know, um, I can't think of his name now. I'm thinking of my, my old professor, Colin Campbell. <laughs> But that's not who I want to say, right? Let me see. What is his name? Joseph Campbell. Okay. I have a book by him. So that hero's journey we're all doing, and it's really about the soul alignment, living more from the soul. We're we're in a big game-changing time frame. So better to be aware and get with the game, you know, devise the new new game that we're all co-creating. So anyway, you want to stick around uh, for that. We're going to be diving in with him. 
at 1245. Um, also want to let everybody know, especially uh, authors that may be listening to this or people that have things they'd like to share, you know, your gifts, your talents, workshops, um, email me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com for all things awakenings. If you want to get on the list, the secret list. There's a weekly soul insights, and then I do my monthly soul pa- soul path happenings, as well as the psychic um, energetic forecast. So I read psychically. I read the energies of what's happening and kind of get the 411 of you know what to do, how to prepare, just really helping in the unfolding. You're unfolding on a soul level. Lots of tools. You can also go to my website, soulplayground.life. Um, so anyway, anything, or if you have email questions, um, that would be also awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. Best to do it there. Or you could do it on my profile page, but best not to send me- I'm not using Messenger, by the way. Um, I had somebody call me from Russia. I don't know anyone from Russia that would have my cell phone number. So I'm like, Messenger, you are deleted from the phone. Sorry, sorry, you know, I got it. <laughs> You want to reach me, email or text or call me. So this Saturday, I'm going to be diving in um, and going to be doing a energetic clearing for people. I'm going to, be, I'm going to do a little a talk and an attunement, an alignment meditation. We're tuning and aligning for the new moon as well as the solar eclipse. So this will be this Saturday at 3 p.m. Pacific time. And you can find out more information by going to soulplayground.life or soulplayground.com and go to the events, happenings, and workshop section and click on, and there's a description. Or you can go to um, Eventbrite, but it's called the New Moon Solar Eclipse Energy. You can go to it, um, New Moon Solar Eclipse Energy.eventbrite.com. We'll get you there. And I really, I'm going to touch on it a little bit now because I've been, I've been in it. I've been, I think Tamara, hello Tamara in the chat. Hello everyone in the chat. Sue, Gemini Moon, Kate, welcome. Um, it's intense energies, but it's really about freeing us up. And the best thing, you know, I was talking to a client of mine the other day, and she's like, "How are you doing?" And I said, "I'm doing great. I'm actually just flowing with this." She goes, "You're actually going with this energy." You're, doing, and I said, "Yep." For some of you, depending on the house. You know, you could easily get your a chart, a freebie or $5 chart, or there's online. You can get it, you know, if you know your birth, inf- birth date information plus, you know, where you were born in the time. Or near about these days, um, you can find out what, what houses um, are being affected. Because the houses are going to be, the, they're, they're our sphere of experience. You know, we, we're every, you know, the, the chart's. 12 houses, 12 slices of a pie, however you want to look at it, 12 aspects or areas of our life that get highlighted. But some get more highlighted because they have, uh, you know, a sign and a planet in them um, or planet, you know, in a particular sign. Or there's a transit. You know, there's a a transit. I look like it's a transit. It's like the train going through the train station. What's the experience you're going to have when you're that planet visits you, right, when it's highlighted, whatever the aspects are for you. But to keep it basic, um, we're really being asked, well, asked or things are being let go. And I've been saying this last year, 
this is why my total, um, I started at the beginning of the year, late last year, October, November, um, saying I was really going to go into high gear with the support. Plus, it's fun for me, and I like to share, um, you know, my insights and knowledge. But I'm committed. I've had a lot of people ask me, would you do longer programs, teleworkshop programs? So this one on Saturday is for the day where we're going to be working with the new moon energies as well as the solar eclipse. And think about it. It's very powerful to have a new moon and a solar eclipse at the same time. So something is being eclipsed or shadowed for something else to come forth. And it's important to know what it is because the new moon is very powerful. That's when we want to do our, our manifesting, our intentions. Um, you want to work with the energy as it's building, 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 right, building to that full moon. And then we have that full moon, I believe it's the 27th of this month, which will be in Pisces. So that it's going to require some faith. A lot of what we're being redirected to do is to learn how to focus more, use more of our intention, our psychic ability, our intuition, our moon energy. It's, it's really going back to the feminine, the divine feminine in an, in an updated way where there's much more happening on a solar level, right, coming from the psyche or inner psyche. That's why psychic. Um, and speaking of that, so next, starting next week, um, next Saturday, I am bringing the high fives, uh, vibes back. It's a whole program. It's, I mean, it's amazing. People have absolutely loved it and said we want to do it, but we want to do it longer and even with more support. <laughs> so <laughs> it's fun. If you guys know me, I do my videos, my voice notes, wherever I'm traveling, whatever I'm doing, and then my, my coaching, my email coaching. Um, and we check in. We'll check in. So we're going to do it for three months from August to October. And those of you that listen to um, – of the podcast that we had a few weeks ago with Robert Wilkinson, he explained what I was saying, what I was channeling or explaining psychically. He was explaining um, from an astro- astrological point of view, and he said October, November, when a lot of these retrograde things go direct, you know, Jupiter goes retrograde again. We've got like five or six retrograde planets right now. If you're if you're counting the outer uh, planets as well you know, Pluto, Uranus, and um, Jupiter. So it's really happening. Slow down, slow down. Don't get, don't make a mistake. You know, don't get into something that you can't get out of or get overcommitted to. Don't miss something. And the ego is having to release control, release control, let go, let go. But it doesn't mean don't do any. It means you have to learn to attune more psychically. It's a trip when you do that. I mean, we're working telepathically, asking for those confirmations, being that creator being that we are, right? The spiritual aspect of our being. This is the time in the soul alignment, metaphorically, of heaven on earth. You know, it's not religious. It's earthing our heavenly nature. That's what Uranus and Taurus is about. Taurus represents the earth. I mean, <laughs> You don't get much. It's the material, the material plane, material possessions. You know, Taurus loves things, you know, earthy things. Um, but how do we ground? How do we anchor our soul awareness? How do we play this bigger game? 
that ultimately will be less struggle, where we, where our, our conditioning, our programming is let go of. And that's what I do in high vibes. So I'm bringing that back. September, I listen to all of you. I am going to bring back Liberate Your Life. That is a three-month program. We meet once a month. All about getting to that core wounding, that one core wound and belief, shifting it, transforming it, getting rid of it. And I'm bringing the modern mysticism uh, back as well. Because some people have said, we want an ongoing workshop with you, class with you. And I'm going to have mentoring sessions, 20-minute sessions by phone for people. I'm there with you guys, and I love it. And I just see the results. I mean, this last high vibes we had when we, when we met for the wrap-up session, we did it for two months. And they're like, We're, we want to go on. We're having such great results. I bring in what we call bilateral stimulation. A lot of things that I learned from teaching, you know, and working with corporations about shifting mindsets, changing the neural pathways, right? So there's some brain science stuff in this, plus my practical woo-woo. You know, that's me. I have a bit of a um, scientific background, not, not professionally, but just from, you know, training and studying and dabbling and, and people that I've worked with. And short-term trainings that I that I had to do um, when I uh, taught school at this private school at one point. So um, I'm bringing some of that back. And so it's really about pattern interrupt. That's a big part of it. And there's some behavioral stuff that we do to interrupt the pattern. And then because you can't you to draw in what it is that you want, whatever you're envisioning, unless it's a timing issue. And I address that. You have to expand or extend your vibrational frequency to draw in that template. And that doesn't necessarily mean you're, it's not higher in the sense, it's more, I call it high vibes, but it's not really like, oh, you're depressed, you're low, this and that. Because we have those up and down. People mistake that you have to be, oh, joyful to manifest. No, it's that you have to approximate your soul frequency as much as possible. And what dilutes our soul frequency is the distraction is the dissonance okay it's just like sometimes my mic isn't working so well right or you guys hear noise in the background well that's what happens to us I'm telling you when I was doing the high vibes and actually I'll be honest because I can have worry thoughts I can have you know I got a mercurial mind that likes to analyze and think but it can also it's beautiful but it can get me in trouble sometimes after while you're doing this and in fact, the effect of it is I just, my mind is much clearer. I don't have circular thinking. That's one of the things that dilutes you from drawing in what it is you really want. It dilutes your manifestation. It weakens your signal, your transmitter, you know, your trans receiver to receive the signals from your higher self, God, universe, you know, the whole enchilada, your spirit guides, whatever. It dilutes. So whatever the television, whatever your influences, other people, they're talking, walking down the street, commercials, films, movies, everything is there, especially when you're in beta consciousness. Everything is on the subconscious. Some of it's just above the subconscious where you can hear, you're actually hearing the thought, why am I thinking that? Or why did that thought come in my mind? Or so-and-so said that, now I'm thinking that. Or now that song is in my head. How did that song get in my head? But all of that is, it's sometimes it's diluting or diffusing or it's jamming up the frequencies, right? And then you have programming. So everything is energy. 
So we're getting rid of the programming. That is it. Why do I want to do this now is because I love doing it, for one, and it works. It's kick-ass. It's amazing, transformative, you know, programs and processes within those programs. But that's kind of what I'm here to do, and that's it's to set you up to experience and express more from the soul. So as these changes happen, and some of them are going to be devastating for people, you know, I've had deaths around me, you know, things that just slipped through my fingers, you know, really good client friend that just crossed over, you know, other friend, you know, just some major changes. But it's freeing up in a different way, you know. And by the way, the one friend that crossed over, she's been around, a great Angela. Those, some of you know her. She's been visiting me and a friend, my friend Vicki. She's been very prolific, you know, and she's, Missy, you help prepare me to do this. She had a wonderful crossing. You know, she was very awake, very aware, did a lot of inner work. And she's over on the other side. And a lot of my ancestors are coming back to me, my family, my oversouls, the guides are around. And when I know that happens, we're about to go in a major transition. I just had to take a little drink of my synergy. So... You want to be able to ride these waves. That's part of the game. You want to be able to tune a line. And it's always a succession of awakenings. It just doesn't happen overnight or you're awoke and that's it. Done. End of story. There are these waves. It's a flowering, right? But the endings and beginnings that are drawn in by these eclipses, especially this one where the North Node is in, in Leo. That's big. That's all about the, the self-expression. That's all about the self and your uniqueness. It's in the North Node. It's the way to go. So it's not just, I mean, with, with, the, with the retrogrades, especially Mercury and Mars, it's underscoring. It's like saying, okay, let's pay off the debts. Let's even the scales the best way we can. And, again, this is not happening from the egoic perspective not only perception, but from the egoic volition. It's happening beyond. So a lot of these things that are going on happen to be, you know, there's a lot of timing issues, you know, which I don't mind timing, but when it goes on too long, <laughs> you know, it's like people are really getting a rerouting. But what does it bring, you guys? It brings an, an amazing abundance where we're all able to more ultimately, intimately connect with each other, first and foremost with ourselves. When we really begin to know ourselves and we're creating the seedings, the soil, we're fertilizing the soil, not just for us and our creations that will be more aligned, but for those that are coming after us. It's a much different world, you know, and will be even a much more different world for the, the next generations, you know, I see my my friend um, and colleague Jennifer. There, they've got a, her and her husband, you know, Pierre, Grandma Josie. Very awake being reminds me very much of me, me when I was <laughs> her age. But the difference is, is the fertilizing is there, the soil is there, so she's really blossoming. I explain it this way: many of us, when we grow up, gifted as we were and are starseed beings, light beings, empaths, indigo, crystalline, we, were, we are that, you know. 
the difference is we had to grow like dandelions or weeds through the um, concrete. <laughs> you know, we had to bust, bust, bust. I'm blossoming. I can, you know, I, I got, wow, I busted through this tiny little crack in the, in the cement. <laughs> right? So those that are coming in now in more conscious environments, you know, let's look at There's the Internet. We've got programs like Awakenings. You know, all these podcasts, YouTube, self-express, self-express, you know, the, the downside of it obviously is the wounded aspect because we're still dealing with the core wounding to the sense of self. So you have the, you know, the narcissist, you know, that, but that's going to clear out. That's going to clear out. But um, <clears throat> they're coming through soil that's actually been not just watered, but fertilized. It's been tilled lovely, you know, and it's been you know, it's been adjusted to the best planting that can be. It's the best soil. Somebody says, oh, we need a little more sand in the soil. Get the sand. We want this perfect soil, you know, put a little whatever mulch in there, you know. So it's it's just amazing to see that you can, and you can feel it. You can feel the, the energy from source energies coming through and radiating out, you know. This little being I'm talking about, Olivia, too, she, I haven't seen them probably in five years or so, six years. I just mentioned Yoshi. She, oh, I remember Yoshi. I love Yoshi. Yoshi's such a cute dog, an amazing dog. So what I want to say is it's also these energies are about doing what, we're, what people might think of doing for their child or being more conscious for their children, but it's also about being more conscious for you. And your inner child. The inner child is where your spontaneity, your creativity, your trust comes from. That's, that's fifth house. That's the sun. That's Leo. Okay, that's what's being highlighted, you know, is the sun energies, the Leo Aquarius access and the Taurus, you know, I'm going to talk about this more on Saturday, but uh, Scorpio access. How do we ground those? Scorpios, how do, we, how do we ground and bring into reality everyday living the occult aspect of us, the woo-woo, the, 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 you know, the psychic, the part that wants to merge that is merged? But how do we do it in a way that's individualistic but yet good for all of humanity? And Tamara posted something. I think I'm going to post, repost it on my Instagram with a the, with the little picky. Um, but in the Awakenings page that I had written, and it is – about where we're going in cooperation and collaboration community. We're creating a new sense of community. These creator selves within us and that we are, are shifting. So that's why the hardship, everyone. That's why you're going through the hardships, the losses, the endings, things being ripped, people being thrust back into your life. You know, and look for magical helpers. That's where I'm at, magical helpers and conscious soulmates, you know. It's possible to have fun, light, easy, good relationships where we're going, let, you know, in good times, hard times, doesn't matter, where you look at each other and you say, hey, we're doing this, you know, or we're stuck right now. Let's get some kukicha tea and chill out, you know, <laughs> whatever. Whatever your form of chilling out, but you've got to be open and you've got to not only reach out, but you've got to reach Within. All right, let's get to Kalaz. That number is 347 539 5122. Oh, Crystal Bowls Gretton in the chat. How about things being forced? 
all caps, I hear you, up to deal with, hopefully for the last time. Um, I would actually, Sue, I would say for some people it is going to be the last time because it's deep, deep dredging. And I would say from this year, you know, last four to six months into beginning and some people mid of next year. Now, remember I mentioned we're in the rude awakening part of awakenings. So these awakenings right now are a little more jarring. They're, they're not like luxury, let's have a cappuccino, coffee and tea, philosophize and talk about it, write a poem. These are like, boom, slapped in the face, take it away, push it in front. <laughs> so if things I do feel come up, it'll be much smoother or lighter or a different version of it, less intensity. So next year is going to be a much lighter year. This is why all the prep, because you want to be in the position. That's why I'm doing these teleworkshop programs. And you know why I'm doing the one on this Saturday um, is so that you are prepared because a lot of people miss the ring going around. They go, oh, it's not a gold ring. It's a brass ring. Take the ring. The ring can change. I don't care if it's a plastic ring. When the ring comes around, take the ring because we are alchemists. You will be able to transform the ring. What we do as magicians, it's the magician archetype, is we take what's not so ideal and make it more and more ideal. But you have to put yourself in the game. See, a lot of you wait for the perfect something. Believe me, I've been there. That's not how we manifest. You know, it's like, you know, the riptide. You want to get to shore, you've got to swim with the riptide for a little bit. You've got to learn how to manage the energy. See, the ego says change the energy, but you can't change the energy unless you're in alignment with it until you get in resonance with it. It's like synchronized swimming, you know, or the, the birds. Who was it? Jude was talking about the birds and the synchronizing last week. Dr. Jude Kuravan on her, that part, her last week's awakenings. There's something, it's, in German it's called zeitgeist. You've got to learn to feel the zeitgeist and recognize, okay, I don't like what's happening in my life, but this is the zeitgeist. This is where things are going. How do I align to it in my own way and then make it usable energy? That's the magician. That's the creator. How do I take this? You know, I was about to make the best, you know, typewriter. Oh, shoot, people aren't using typewriters anymore. They got these things called computer and keyboards. Okay, what can I do with the typewriter energy? Oh, you know, let's see, patent. What can I do with that? Um, hmm, I make a different keyboard or whatever, right? That's where we're at right now because it's coming from within us. I talked about this on my blog, Soul Playground. Go to soulplayground.life. I talked about how the changes that are occurring are coming from you. They're within you. They're coming from within you. Some of them are jarring. I, like I said, I don't like it. I've had some jarring ones right now, and I'm like, well, okie dokie. Okie dokie, Schmokey. I made my kukicha tea, and I'm on awakening. So that's what I'm doing right now. Okay, let's get to 256473. You're on air. Hello. Hello. My name is Kimberly. I'm calling from Georgia. How are you? Hey, Kimberly. Welcome. I'm In this moment, I am doing absolutely fantastico. <laughs> welcome to the program. What's your question? Good. Well, Thank I you. just wanted to see what um, 
you saw for me coming up because I'm in a career change right now. Okay. I feel you're looking, right? Nothing yet. Correct. Yes, correct. Yeah, okay. So let's see what's coming up for Kimberly. It says refine, well, two things, refine and redefine your search. So there's something, it does show work. That's what I thought, time of Scorpio. I, I feel like it's going to take a little bit. Are, are you, it's, a, is this a, it's quite a big change, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm going so, from uh, teaching in the classroom for 15 years, and it's not a passion. I don't have a passion for it. Yeah. Now, are you thinking of consulting? Um, consulting, coaching, yes. Coaching, yeah, that's what I feel. Consulting, coach, yes, there we go. So it's just going to take a bit, start now, but yet, but it is going to be a very successful transition. And I do see that there will be traveling. Some traveling will be a part of the component to your work. Um, but go for it. I, I feel like you're on, totally on the right track. I, I see time of Scorpio, so end of October to 20s of November, uh, where you're on the new track and things are really opening. I, for some reason, I feel there could be corporate. I can see you on a plane flying back and forth. So, yeah, Kimberly, you're, you're good for you for hearing the call because, it's, yeah, that, that type of – that teaching in that form is done. So um, I do yeah. see it successful. You're just, you're just building it now is what I'm hearing. Yeah. All right, sweetie, keep us posted. I love what you're doing. I will. Keep us posted. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm Take care. Thank you very much. All right. You too. Bye. Now, there's a woman that heard the soul call. I love it. 415-416. Hello. Hi, hey. Michelle. It's Kate. Hey, Kate. Welcome. How you doing? Take Thank care. you. I'm bringing, ba- I'm, I'm bringing the high vibes back. Good. I yeah. um <laughs> have not been sleeping I definitely have the circular thinking that you mentioned, and I haven't been really sleeping at all, and my lower back is fine until I lay down, and then I really, that also adds to not sleeping is lower back pain. Yeah, more stretching, get a adjustment. I do feel that there's something out in the hip to lower back, yeah, I do. I, I am getting massage and adjustment. Real, yeah. Good, good, good. And try Thai, the Thai yoga massage where they stretch. Yeah. But that's mm-hmm. what it is. It's pressing. It's pressing on yeah. that. You could put a pillow, pillow in between the legs. Now, the not sleeping, because I've been, I was having like such a nice back routine, and then all of a sudden it's like, ramp. Um, there's just, there's, yeah, there's this higher frequency energy that's coming in and our body, remember, like what I was saying at the top of the program, see, we, it's kind of instinctual. We tune things out uh, or or we're tuned into too many things through the, throughout the day. So mentally we may not be registering things, but these changes that we're going through, which are very in-depth changes our body is feeling them. It's the little doggy part of us. It's the instinctual part that's sniffing these changes out, and so it's responding. Mm-hmm. So oh, there's a lot yep. of stuff right now. 
um, I think I'm going to work with this Saturday. There's a lot of stuff with the the, the sacrum, the sacral area. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, I think if I was doing this reading the other day for my YouTube channel, which I just got to plug my channel, subscribe to my mm-hmm. YouTube channel, everyone. I've been doing readings. I believe it was for the, um, let's see, the sacral area, I believe was might uh-huh. have been for earth signs. Let's see. No, water signs was a sacral center. So part of what's happening, everyone, while these changes are going on, and you could make this your little mantra, it's safe for me to be creative right now. It's safe for me to take chances. So our sacrum is, you know, it's the root. It's like like jamming up. It's going, woo, hey, hey, what's happening here? Um, Tsunami. I'm wearing a lot of orange. I have a lot of red orange and wearing orange and strengthening that. Good. Good, perfect. Then you're on the right track. You're just doing it. Because what I got from the guides, obviously it's not just mental, emotional, spiritual shifting, but the shifting is in our body. So whatever Uh area needs attention to hold the higher vibrational frequencies will be speaking up. For some it's pain, some it's attention. Yeah, so that's what you're going through, Kate. All righty. So other, but I don't see the relief. I mean, I'm I'm already. What can I do it's for more relief? Time. I'm not getting any. Ah. Uh, Did I tell every do everything that I suggested? Yeah, it's I have gonna been. take it's gonna take some time. Yeah. Well, then you the pillow in between the stretching, your but the mantra say the mantra. It's safe. Do oh, things that ground okay. you to make yourself feel safer in the changes. One of the things is acknowledging what the body's feeling, and here's a way that that can look, is not just acknowledging, oh, my sore or I have pain, but acknowledging, oh, mm-hmm. my body's feeling these changes I'm going through. What makes me feel mm. safer? Can I reach out to someone? You know, could, I mean, mm. certain things make me feel nurtured, you know, kind of ground me, my decaf Americano in the morning, I'm having my kukicha tea. There's certain things that, Really, you know, talking to certain people, certain activities, you want to do I those because that, that's going to help. Yes, that's going to help the physical. I would say within the next few months for everyone that's going through these changes, if you're, if you're acknowledging what's going on and working with the energy, actually even more the end of this month, I feel like that Pisces um, Full moon is really going to bring some delicious energy again into earthy Virgo. So we're talking about the vessel, which the vessel is our body. You know, and that's what the, the vessel virgin is about. It's about being that clearer channel, undiluted energy. So, yeah, keep with it. It's not much longer. You'll probably have some relief, I would say, towards the end of this month, right around that full moon. All right? Yeah, could I ask a right. different question? No, because I got so many people. Kate. A lot of callers. I hope I see okay. Saturday. All right. Yeah. Okay. okay. Take care. Thanks. Uh-huh. Yeah. Let's keep it to one question, people. Six seven eight seven six eight. You're on air. Hello. Hi, Michelle. This is Keisha. Hi, Keisha. Welcome. Well, uh, thank you. <laughs> I just found your uh, your uh, your podcast like a couple weeks ago, and you've been amazing. You've helped me so much. So good to hear that. Welcome. I, I, Tune into I'm my from YouTube. Georgia. I do some amazing pick a card readings too. That are pretty. I actually, really I actually hard. did. Um, 
I did the I listened to the last one and I commented and you responded back to me. So I have. Oh good. Which one did you get? Uh number three. Oh, okay. I got that one too. Yay. Yeah. Okay, Keisha. <laughs> Welcome and yeah. what's your question? <laughs> um, I have a question of about um me and my boyfriend, he's been he's he's gotten an offer for a job in um, Orlando, Florida, and he's kind of like in the negotiation stage. I'm wondering, like, is that going to fall? Is that going to work in our advantage where he's going to get the job or um, if we're going to make that move to Florida? Because I'm really looking to move. I definitely see a move. So there's a job. Um, is this a transitional job? And then, because I feel him wanting to do something else. Getting a job. What's he, his first name? Derek. Oh, yeah, you, he's got the job and you guys are moving. I love it. You guys are going to have a great time. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. It's so, so the right be, thing. So is it going to be the like right a transitional thing. job or it's going to be the job that he's already currently doing? Um. Whatever the job is that gets the move is going to happen, but I feel like you guys really expand there. Um, I feel like they're, he may even do something on the side. I don't know. I feel, I I feel a real good connection. Um, I also feel you near water. I hear inland, but I also see you near water a lot there. And one of you is going to be painting. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. That's it then. I think that's it. Yeah, you're, you're going to be painting. Yeah, yeah. No, you're going to be painting, and it's oh my god! I love. Congratulations! No, you guys, it's it's going to be fine. It's going to be great. It's going to oh. be better than what you even envisioned. Oh, okay. but he's going to so get is real. Gonna happen? You're going to be painting. Hmm. Is you're going to get real creative. Year? I feel it's this year. I feel it's this year. I don't okay. feel it's too far off. Um, But I definitely see the move. I see you painting. I see you much more creative. I see him artistic, creative, but business. So he may do some consulting or something on the side. But, no, it's going to be, yeah, yeah, you're about to live the life of your dreams. So enjoy. Oh, that makes me feel so good. Thank you so much, Michelle. You're welcome. Well, you deserve it. You guys have been putting in the time, so that's good. Absolutely. Thank you, got, you. That was very You great. got clear. That was a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You Thank got you. clear. Yeah. That's the first key. You got clear on some stuff. So, yeah. All right. Keep listening. Keep shining. Mm-hmm. Hi, 206246. You're on air. Hey, Michelle. One hey, Radiance. How you doing? Hey, One Radiance. Doing great. How are you? Uh, doing well, flowing with the energies. Hey, I got something I want to try kind of fun today if you're up for it. Uh, why not? Yeah, go. Right on. Hey, uh, <laughs> I, I, I speak in uh, other languages. I've lovingly called it soul language. It's been with me since I woke up back in uh, the last millennium. And uh, I want to ask mm-hmm. a question using the soul language, and it's based on feelings. So uh, you feel the vibe, and then we'll see what comes out of that. What do you think? I feel you You can do that, but you need to ask a question also to vocalize for the, our listeners. Okay. 
So you can do both. Yeah, but you need to. Yeah. Okay. Because it's a radio show. <laughs> we got to well, talk yeah. a little. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, well, so, wow, I'm unbound with that one. Um, question. Okay, well, here's one real, real down to the ground. Uh, I'm holding on to some currencies of a foreign nature, and I'm looking for them to be making a pretty significant move. So maybe we could get an answer on uh, when that move might take place. And that's a that's move with the stock, note. yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, let's see. Okay. They're they're laughing and saying you know the answer already. The other thing I get is major dolphin energy. What's that about? It's like a frequency of dolphins. Um, Wow. Does that make make sense to you at all? No, but I'll I'll bring the soul language through now, and we'll see where we come out of that. How about that one? Okay. All right. Here we well, you know what I saw now? I saw a um, huge mountain, and they're saying to move or go to the mountain. And they're about, are you, I feel like you're planning a, a, life, a lifestyle change. Does that make sense? Yeah, pretty much. I've, I've been, uh, yeah. in, I'm in the in-between. <laughs> I've been in-between for the last three yeah. years plus. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, it feels like, um, I don't know if it's going to be, they said it could be towards the end of the year, November, December, mm-hmm. um, your question is what I'm hearing. But you need to get, um, it's funny, it's both water and connecting with the, the dolphins, which are saying a sonar, which is the sound, and which is the, ah, now they're telling, the wavelength. Oh, you need to get up higher. So living higher, getting up higher, driving up the mountain, driving up the hill, the signal is is for the frequency. Your frequency is better there. <clears throat> but I do see you visiting, traveling somewhere where I feel high up, mountainous, um, a lot of greenery. Let's see what else are they showing Wonderful. here. Does that make sense? Yeah, you're. You're. I literally see like an old school antenna up there at the top of the hill, and <laughs> I love the visual. Does that make sense? Yeah, the visual. Uh, but somehow I feel like you're moving to a place that's like that, and you might be moving out of the states, is what I'm hearing. Out of the states. Wow, that's wow. Yeah. That's a surprise to me if it's coming, but you know I'll flow with it when it does. Yeah. Or spending a lot of time there. I don't know, like Costa Rica. It's someplace that's mountainous and that's a little less developed. And when you go there, it's radically going to change your your life, your life um, direction. 
Okay. So it's not quite yet. It's not quite yet. The the money comes in first. There's a there's a little windfall that comes in that allows uh-huh. for this. Is what I'm hearing. Ah. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. All right, Lynn Radiance. Good to connect. Okay. Thank you. Much much love. Mm-hmm. Much love. Hi, six four six eight two four. You're on air. Hey, girl. How are you? It's Earth Mom. Hey, Earth Mom. Welcome. Hey, hey, hey. It's so weird. I'm going through such toxic stuff on eight eight. But got a question. My one job yeah. where I do admin at the radio station is ending, and it's kind of good because it's really toxic. You know, I'm going to keep my radio show and announcements that I do. But yeah. uh, so that's good. But and then I, I took in this kind of very weird roommate who I don't particularly like. So I'm just wondering what you see as far as my any options of my moving, and also for uh, career and money. Well, that's what I was going to say. The roommate things change as you expand more. Um, I'm going to be on Earth one because then we I got one more caller and then hopefully our, our, sure, our guest sure. is also get, get on the air. You've got to work with your beliefs, your mindset that's keeping you locked into limitation. And I feel like until yeah. you do that, that's that you you keep getting the roommates that you don't want and not living where you want to live. So that's what you have to address. So there's no kind of magic bullet here. Um, I feel like the timing is up to you. I feel like your spirit team is waiting there. It's it's human ego stuff. It's wounding. It's it's not soul. It's not timing. It's stuff that you got to look at, process with somebody, move through, and, and help, have somebody actually help you get to your own next level. Because I feel like you keep, it's like it keeps coming back to the same point, coming back to the yep. same point. Yep. So that's what I see for you. I think it's good you let, the, let go of the admin job. Um, it does show you much more of a creative, so you need yep. to really go more into that aspect. Um, but at this point, it's more kind of the emotional patterning and the mindset, the beliefs, subconsciously that keep having you play out this same, you know, thing. Once yep. you sh- once you shift that, it doesn't have to take a long time. You just have to put the time towards it. Once you shift that, then you're going to have that expansion that you want and more of the financial uh, security and stability. Okay, I really so it's appreciate there. this. It's, it's, you're welcome, Earth Mom. It's there. It's 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 in the plan, but you know. Like, okay. if I want to lose those five pounds, I don't eat 20 cream puffs a day. You know what I mean? Unless you have, like, a right. super high metabolism. No. But we got to work right. with what's there. we got to work with, yeah, so that's what I'm just saying. But you can do it. Is there anything on your website? Yeah, they do the uh, the, the clearing, the five-step emotional clearing will help you, you know. You can copy and paste that. The advanced mm-hmm. versions are on, you know, iTunes, et cetera. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I would start there. See what yeah, see what you can do. All right, you know, lots of love. All right, sweetie, big hug, big thanks, lots of love. Same, mm-hmm. thank you. Bye. Bye. Hi, eight zero four seven nine eight. You're on air. Oh, hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for taking my call. I wanted to see if you could pick up on the energies from the past. I've had a 
very bizarre life, a lot of negative experiences that I chose to make lemonade out of the lemonade and learn to how to empower myself when I'm in a position now to really shift a lot of things globally, empowering women and indigenous people in the process. But back in the early 80s, I had a lot of things happening very quickly, UFO, paranormal, near death. And I'm curious about the UFO. It was the Hudson Valley sightings, and I actually had a sighting in a, a large corporation's headquarters uh, at night and wanted to see if mm -hmm. that was a reverse engineered ship or if it was a Palladian ship or just what it was. I wasn't afraid. I sort of felt euphoric, and it may have helped heighten my awareness for some of the things that I was going through. Um, here's And what's your first name? Hugh, H-U-G-H. -H. Okay. Yeah, Hugh, um, just the quick answer is yes, but what it is is you're, you're meant to be doing is, is to opening to the energies of this and the awareness of these beings and the aspect of you that is from there and part of these beings. So it's a sense of support. So the, the message I hear is we never left you. We're here. So what's going to, yes, what's going to help you have the easier time as a star seed is to acknowledge that and to acknowledge that it's okay to play the earth game. It's okay. It's, it's like it's okay to get muddy and dirty. It's okay to play the earth game. That's what you came here to do. So as you're integrating more of those energies and that awareness, you're going to be able to help others. They don't have to even know this aspect of you, but you're bringing that awareness, that consciousness through. So... Um, Listen to our guest that's coming on because we're going to be kind of going, kind of you know diving into some of this. But it's yeah, your your lives are fusing together, so you're not going to feel so um, disjointed or cut off. That's when we tend to have a lot of negative things kind of happen, or I don't want to say negative, positive, but things that block us a lot is when we're not fully grounded, when we're not fully present. So, yeah, but th that's changing for you. Well, you used All a very right, interesting you. word when, when, I, when you said starseed. I yeah. always felt that I was, so thank you for that. Yeah. I'd love to speak with you if you can uh -huh. give me a call if you have my number to show you who I am and what I'm doing. Um, you can call back on the show. I don't really do that. You know, I'm here right. chatting, yeah, every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific time. All right. Thank you again for the wonderful right, confirmation. Right. Oh, you're welcome, Hugh. Keep shining bright. All right. Oh, what a love. What a love. All right. Like I said at the top of the program, we have with us today author Bernie Taylor, and uh, we're going to be diving into the art of being different. Uh, he is the author of Before Orion. Hello, Bernie. Welcome to the program. Hi, Michelle. Thanks for having me back on. Yes! I'm so excited to have you on, actually, especially when I saw what we're going to be um, diving into. It, it, it seems like, and you're so good about this, we talked about this last time, the the cycles that we keep coming back through, right? Um, and I feel like, in a, in a sense, how the, the ancient us or ancient experiences of us, our ancestors are somehow informing us or where we're at. Could you speak exactly. to that? You just dive into that because you, I feel that sure. you somehow are able to thread this so beautifully for us. 
Well, here's a question for you. What is common about Steven Spielberg, Albert Einstein, and Pablo Picasso? I'm going to say artistic or creative. Very good. Or something else? You're on it. Is that? But there was actually, is it, that? Okay. It was artistic, creative, but there was something so unique about them. Or, or uh, of course, Spielberg is still with us, is that all three of these men think in pictures. Okay. Oh, and so there's okay. a there's a spectrum. There, so and I'm going to tell you a st- I'm going to tell you a story. Um, during the okay. writing of Before Ryan, I, part of the time I was sig- single, and I used to do the coffee right. shop, you know, online dating. Go to the coffee shop, be lined up with a bunch of other guys, you know, next, next, next. And I said, what? I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to just do it, okay? And uh, just how, how could possibly be I be, you know, um, honestly interviewed when there's a guy right after me, right? <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, so I'm going to change this whole thing up. And I'm going to go for a walk at the zoo. I'm going to take my date, the date to the zoo, first date. It's a safe place. Animals talk about them. And I talk about the, 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 the emotions of the animals and how people relate to them. So Jane Goodall, how she connected to chimpanzees and so forth. And I take these, these absolutely lovely women through the walk to the zoo, and we see the giraffes and the chimps and the mongoose and the lions. And they always ask, always ask me, well, what are you working on in your book? And I said, well, well, I'll tell you when we reach the elephants. And when we got to the elephants, I would pull out my image of the gallery of discs. And I would say, well, this is what I'm working on. What do you see? So there'd be an elephant right in front of them. And they'd be looking at this image, and they'd look at it. And from that, now this wasn't a test of the individuals, because this is just, you know, this is a fun date. And every one of them said they had a wonderful date. Okay? No one ever said that, said anything otherwise. And um, they're standing wow. the elephant, looking at the image, and I had a wide range of, wide range of um, from I see red discs or, oh, my God, I see the oh. elephant in the image. And when people would see wow. the elephant in the image, their eyes would light up. And it was almost like a, you know, these awakening moments that, that people have, luminous moments, which I've had in the past. And they just glowed. And, they, and, and there was a range of what they could see. So some people could see the elephant, and there was one woman. 30 animals popped out at her at one time. And it, it was the most fascinating thing. And so what I believe, so that, that common, what is the common among Steven Spielberg, Albert Einstein, and Pablo Picasso was the same thing. In, in some of these women where everything popped out, they were picture thinkers. Mm. And so there's a spectrum mm. of who we are and, by, and how we see the world. And so on one end of the spectrum, the people who counted the discs, the red dots, were um, engineers, accountants, and peop- similar people who counted numbers or details. Mm. On the other end of the spectrum, we have artists, we have... Um, People who interview for a living, yeah. such as realtors. <laughs> right. I didn't have any podcast hosts, but you would have fit in there. You're on the other end of the spectrum. And, uh, and so, Thinker, artist, some of the artists, creator. Yeah. Oh, goodness, yeah. And, and gardeners. A gardeners, which is another spatial type of thing. Ah. Um, and, and, and then there's people in the middle. So you can imagine someone take an SAT test. Where you know you know it's it's math it's math logical logical uh, reasoning or language arts, and or any of these things covered in an SAT test. They're covered in not what at now? all. 
SAT, your, your pre-college oh, test. Oh, yeah, I do. That's, no, I know they're not. I believe me, I know. They're not. No, yeah. is it? No, no. Well, they're not, val- they're not looked as valid, unfortunately, yeah. So let's go back 34,000 years ago, this cave in Spain this, on this gallery of discs where your, your, your viewers can go online to see your page and see the, the images of the, the elephant and the giraffe and the dolphins and all these other these characters. Uh, and this, this shamanic apprentice stood before that, before that panel, and he was tested. And how I realized that was when I'm, I'm asking, I, when I pulled out the image and I had these wide range of um, responses from these, these lovely women, that I realized, oh, my God, it was a test. And I said, oh, my God, I'm testing these women. I don't want to do that. And um, so I, I stopped doing it. When I realized that I was testing them based on this, I was kind of, I can't do this because th- that's not what I should be doing. It's supposed to be a date about relationships, and that's what we worked, the focus was. But the point of it is mm. that we, I can, I can tell, based on what somebody does for a living, I can fundamentally tell what they're going to be able to see on these cave images because it's how we're wired in the path we go down. But in our modern world, we're tested on um, counting of, you know, go for university, most is counter the numbers or language arts, which Pablo Picasso, Einstein, and Steven Spielberg would have completely bombed at because they were picture thinkers. But there were also people that changed the world. Mm. So what are the – what do you feel that the cave art – is reflect now and by the way this is so phenomenal because i feel it taps into how we're all becoming more telepathic mm-hmm. and thinking more in pictures and images and of course with the sensory with the feeling connected to that what do you feel that this the cave what is the, the message because obviously we're meant to look back at this art where they didn't just do it just for themselves you know um it's what are we meant them. to be getting well, from this to test Okay. Well, by looking past these red discs, we're seeing the forest through the trees. By seeing that there's one elephant has its trunk down within the same etching, it has its trunk down and its trunk up, and that one's drinking and the other one's an alert, it's showing us multiple perspectives, and that there can be multiple realities. So people, when you take an SAT test, there's really there's a right or wrong answer, and most, most testing right. in school. But there can be multiple realities. And I remember in college... I, had, I took, this, um, took a, um, psycho- a sociology class, and I'm going to tell you his name is Professor Alt, and I'm going to throw that one out there. And we, we all okay. read this book, and I, I, we answered the questions, and multiple choice based on a book. And I, and I said, I had a lot of different answers than Professor Alt did. Or he, he, so I had a C on this test. And I said, Mr. Alt, well, I have a different perspective, because I remember on this page, blank, blank, blank. He said, you know, I like the perspective. So we went through the rest of that class of me going through the whole thing and ended up with an A. But every time he said I had it right, he had to get everybody else get right. So everybody, had, everybody in the class gets an A, and he blew his curve. Well, he wanted to have a curve, mm. you know, that so many people got A's and so many D's. Right. So, after, so, so he was like, you know, he fumed a little bit. Well, the next time, he, after the next test, I got a C again, okay? And I raised my hand and says, he says, Taylor, you're being disruptive. Put your hand down, okay? But so what he lacked the ability – to see that there'd be multiple perspectives, there'd be multiple realities, that there's, it's not just black or white. And then in our world today, we, 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 you know, we're divided politically, we're divided um, religiously, and, or spiritually, mm-hmm. I should say, um, different spectrum. But you know, there can be many truths within, on each end of the spectrum and, and commonalities between them. Two things can be, two things 
can be right at the same time. And I believe that that's what these the test of the apprentice that goes in this cave is. But he, he, but they're not. If you count one plus one equals two, there's no there's no other answer to that. But if you have an image, um, if you're thinking of pictures, you can have multiple realities and multiple mm-hmm. perspectives. So you're ready to perform the SAT multiple... test for me? What? You want to, well, we should, so we're ready to have a movement to reform the SAT test to have it the, the, um, oh, the Michelle Bernie test? <laughs> yes, I want, yes, exactly, yes. Something for us creative instead of the, you know, I just, I actually tested really high on the math, and you know what I did? Multiple choice because I was so confused. I just would like tune in intuitively and go, I think this sounds like it. This sounds like it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I just well, many people who do high-level um, math actually <laughs> think in pictures. They see the pictures. Ah, yeah. That's how they do yeah, high-level math. Right. Yeah. yeah more, so you have, you have um, guests. You, you have followers to your, your podcast, and their kids could be autistic. They'd be dyslexic. I'm dyslexic. And they, you know, the kids are struggling through first through fourth grade with reading. And they just don't, you know, how's it all going to work out? You know, Spielberg, Einstein, and Picasso had those same struggles. And these, this, these mm-hmm. apprentices that stood in front of that, that panel, had he been tested on, on written language skills, he would have had the same troubles. But of course, they didn't have that written language. But it's, we, we carry these, this neurodiversity with us that going back to a deep point in time, at least 34,000 years ago, and that's what helped us to succeed then, but it's also what helps us to propel forwards now. So you, your, your viewers that have the, you know, the kids that are struggling in those early, those early grades, but yeah. you know they love to do art, and they're great on their computers, or they're, you know, they, they play an instrument or whatever it is they have this, you know, they need to ex, you know, let them free to excel in that world. The language arts will catch up. It will all work out. But they're they're not stupid, and they're um, they have the potential is in them, and that's the art of being different. In the same sign for Spielberg, Einstein, Picasso, and so many others. Mm, the art of being different. You weren't ready for so this, that Michelle, to were me you? is amazing because that so fits into the soul. You know, is is our diversity, is the uniqueness that we are, and getting comfortable with that. Right, that's it's the antithesis of the programming, you know, the mainstream consciousness programming to be the same, you know, to homogenize. We're not we're different. And so we're we going, have to be different. We're different. We have to be different. Do you we feel have that, to be different. Um, from your research, do you feel that the differences were more celebrated in some of these ancient cultures and tribes? Or, or was they plagued by the same? Well, we remember you know, that... The, Native Americans, for example, didn't have a written language. It was it was storytelling. They told it was um, oral history, and it was so the, these traits of the picture thinking to be able to look at the night sky and tell a story about the stars um, and captivate the audience, which is kind of what you're doing right now, Michelle. Okay, I'm going to tell you, um, it's the oh, that okay. was that was the art that was important in times before the written language. It was the, the great entertainers, but the, the persons who could project from their mind a vision that other people could mm. could absorb and understand. Mm. Now, with the cave art, is was that translating 
these visions? Uh, Absolutely. Expressing so where this gallery it was okay. completely. So this gallery, this image that, that's in that some of the images are on your page, they're actually all constellations. So you have all these animals. You, when you have people, you have you have Hercules. You have um, um, Agia, the eagle. You have Pegasus. You have a dolphin, which is pers- um, is um, Pisces. Then you have the seal, which is Cetus. See, it's the sea monster seal. You know, sea monster sounds better than seal. And then you go to Orion, right. uh, the hunter. We have um, Leo. Um, and then we have Ursa Major and um, the, a great auk, a bird, is, the, is, the, um, is Cygnus. So we, these are all constellations. So the artist is telling a story. Well, the, the, I should say the, shama, the shaman is telling a story through art. He's telling a story about a, a journey through the night sky. A journey that actually that goes from mm-hmm. Spain all the way to Africa and back again. That the the, the the apprentice is studying and will ultimately take. And so it's it's his vision that he projects onto these cave walls, a cave wall, that tells the story. And that's why we exist today. That's why you know we weren't overrun mm-hmm. by the Neanderthal, um, because we through the pictures in the night sky, through the astronomy, which ultimately became astrology. We learn to tell time and find our place in the cosmos. That's why we exist today. It's not because we are good at um, counting one plus one or doing calculus much later on or that we could, you know, recite Shakespeare. Um, It was because we could see, because there were individuals in our past who could see pictures and from their minds they projected those pictures in the night sky that found the constellations that gave us our time, timekeeping, that told us stories. And these stories, because they were in the stars, these stories could be told all around the world. So there could be Orion, could be a great hero, followed by Cirrus's dog, all around the world, which is fundamentally, hunter-gatherers around the world tell it, have those same two characters. And by having that common myth, there's a, there's a commonality between us. There's something that unites people around the world. We all look to the night skies for answers. Doesn't matter if you're 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 agnostic, you're atheist, you're you know born again Christian. Everybody's looking to the night sky, um, and we we have that common belief, that common myth in us. And it goes back to a very distant time, and it goes back more than thirty-four thousand years ago. I'm going to guess into the hundreds of thousands of years ago. And so we 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 still look to the night sky, whether it be astrology or co- uh, cosmology, um, or it, it, astronomy. Physics, we're all looking to the night skies for the answer. We all we all think of where we come from and where we're going, and it's it's out there. And these are and this is a story that goes back in time, um, but it's something that we see in pictures. We don't you know stro- mm. stro- astronomers count stars, but they start with you know the star to the, to the right of Orion's shoulder. Um, that's how it's done. We start with the picture. Mm, I start with the picture. I love that. So how does that translate to where we are now? That's where we're coming from. And you feel like, the, oh, the test. I want to touch on that. The test. You said it was a test. Because clearly I yes. feel they were leaving something. They were sharing their story. But I do feel leaving something for us as knowing that we would be looking back as they did at one point. Well, this, the test, the, well, the story itself is of a hero's journey. In the, the previous program, we talked about Young and Joseph Campbell. And Joseph Campbell said there was this monument, this core story. And, of course, we, 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 the greatest, um, George Lucas borrowed the, that monument for Luke Skywalker in Star Wars. 
but it's also Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz and Frodo and the Lord of the Rings. Uh, we, we, this, this, this hero's journey model is carried throughout literature um, stories throughout the world. And uh, so what they're telling us is that there's this journey that we all take. Um, and uh, it doesn't matter. We're, we're all heroes at some time in our life, and we all face challenges. And to, when we overcome those challenges and we come back to tell our story of how we did them is when we become the hero. So on this program today, I'm kind of the hero because I'm telling my story. Mm-hmm. And you've been telling your story as a hero through the years of your podcast because you, you reached a point where you made a change, a fundamental change in your life, and now you're coming back to share how other people can find, you know, find their bliss. Um, so the, the, the mm-hmm. images are telling this, this hero's journey story that everybody has the capacity to take if they take that next step, which many of you, you have earlier on, you had um, people, career changes. The woman who, who, who wanted to switch yeah. from being a teacher to something else and perhaps it would be coaching, consulting. And um, she's, she's going to follow her bliss. She's taking that step. She came to yeah. face herself that whatever it was that drew her to become a teacher is not who she is. And it's what teachers are wonderful. We need great teachers. It just wasn't who she is. And so she's following her bliss to find that, that new direction. And that's the story of this, this, this uh, the hero's journey and this apprentice who takes this journey from Spain to Africa and back again. It's the story that we carry within us all. Um, and again, it's not a, you know, they don't test that one on the SATs, do they? No, no. It's just so but what I'm hearing is we have to, well, let me ask you, is, there seems to be an empower, empowerment in coming together and sharing our stories. That's part one of the question. And then the other part to weave in is, is, is that, and again, going back to ancient times, is that how who we are as a people that we get these calls, you know, the follow your bliss, we get the, the hero leaves the village and then comes back. Is that something intrinsic in our nature? Interesting. The second, the second question you asked me, um, every podcast, every presentation I've given, somebody has asked it. And they usually say, well, is it in our DNA? So you said it's in Trisbeck nature. They usually say it's in, is it DNA. And um, yeah. the answer is that that goes back to Young, and we talked on the previous show about archetypes, that we, yeah. you know, you and I, um, we're extroverts, right? I mean, that's where we, who, it's who we are. Um, and yeah. we're, we're sometimes we're thinking I'm actually ambivert. Yeah. Oh, ambivert. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. You So we have, we, there's these archetypes within us and the archetypes become the, the characters and the stories, um, the dams under mm-hmm. stress, the hero, the villain and, and, and so on. And so the stories are in us and, and the stories are in, in human nature among the animals. Um, you know, you can look at the birds, birds nesting nesting in the trees and you have the mother bird on top of the this time the eggs already hatched but she's feeding her chicks so she you know she's the maternal character and the young she's feeding protecting her young and if some other bird a blue jay comes you know different species comes over and tries to steal you know her worms he's the villain right um and so mm-hmm. these stories are in nature themselves and we we can't escape them it's how we sort out who we are no, why? So this goes back to your first question of why are these myths important? The myths are important because they keep us from, from you know, at, at war with each other all the time. We have, in the United States here, we have a common belief that we're in a democracy. 
Now, you, you know, Bernie Sanders and the Koch brothers have a completely different idea of what a democracy is or should be. But there's a common belief that we have a democracy and, by, and that we all have a vote and these votes count. Um, and that's why the whole, the whole thing with Russia is so important is that we have to make – it's our votes that you count, not somebody else's um, goings on. Um, and so by, the common, by having a common belief, we can all move forward in the same direction. We're not fighting each other. And what often happens is you know, in, the, in the Middle East right now, there's, there's sects of Islam. And the different sects are fighting each other is because they have a, sep, a, difference, a slight difference in their myth. If they had the same myth, they wouldn't be fighting with each other if the myth hadn't split. Um, and, of course, um, Muslims and Jews come from the children of Abraham. And there's a split in their myth of what, you know, Abraham had two child children, two, I'm sorry, two wives, and, and um, which became the more important one. And that's a, a, a difference in the myth. And each, each, each mm. wife went on to have form its own body of religion. Um, and so when we have common myths, we, we can align together. And people across the world can have a common myth they've never met and they and when they do ultimately if they do ultimately meet they can they can understand each other um at a most basic level and these these um these prehistoric myths are obviously one of them so people in china can watch you know star wars you know they get it because they have the exact same story the hero's journey in their in their uh, myth of journey to the west um which is um their classic their classic story um, and they, the Monkey King replaces Luke Skywalker. Actually, the monk replaces Luke Skywalker. Um, of course, Luke Skywalker kind of becomes a Jedi monk. Um, but so people in China can understand Star Wars because deeper within us, we carry the same myth of the hero's journey. Mm-hmm. So now, what, it seems like some yeah. people have it. It seems like some people have it more prominently. I don't know if it gets sublimated, drowned out? Is it repressed growing up and then suppressed? Or, you know, I, so, cause some people, like you, you said, so the call, call, you mean the call, the call to the, the call. So the, so the, so the, the hero's journey of this myth is within us. The question is, your question is, do some people, or some people more likely to follow the call to adventure than others or at different times in their yes. lives. So it's com- it's common. So for example, men, um, we go into typically go into the workforce earlier, and we stay in it because we don't have children. Okay, whereas women will will have children and later go into the workforce. So it's quite common that women in their 40, 45 to fifty year old, they they enter the workforce with an absolute passion, and they become the executives. Okay, um, and they 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 their kids are out of the, they're out of the house, they're in college, and they they've developed these incredible skills, and they're they just unstoppable, and they've they faced themselves and they said, "I don't want to, you know, go to the tennis club every day. I want to be um, a thought leader. I want to be a business executive. I want to be a doctor. I want to, you know, help at, be a, a volunteer leader at the hospital. I want to be the head. I want to be heavily involved with Autobahn or something else. And so there can be a de- there can be a delayed call." Because there's something else keeping in their way, and there was their their commitment to raise mm. their children. Um, but right. at, at some point, we all, you know, most of us are called to that adventure, whatever it is. Um, but except if, if you're in a stifled, you know, if you're in, you know, Afghanistan right now, and you're a young woman, a young girl, 
you're probably not going to have that ability to um, to accept the call because there's a there's a there are pressures that won't allow you to do it. Mm, yes. Okay. There's a press. So it's there, but there's the there press pressers. That makes sense. Correct. That makes sense. Definitely. Um, and let me ask you. So the, is the it seems that it plays out in cycles. Is it a spiral of life? I don't know how you would determine it, but there seems to be maybe a pace to it and a cycle that gets passed on to all of us, you know, innately, intrinsically in our DNA. It's encoded and then, you know, wakes up. Do you see this in your research that similar people, let's say are different from different lands, were going through pretty much the same thing? Well, every, everybody fundamentally goes through the same thing in life from, from, um, from birth to being a young adult. It's, it's very similar to the, the birds in the nest. The, the, you know, they have to fly. If they don't fly, they don't survive. Mm-hmm. And at some point, they're eating, they have to jump off the nest or they get pushed off the nest, right? Um, and so mm-hmm. at that okay. point, their call, <laughs> their, their call to adventure is pretty um, – it's, it's abrupt. It has to happen. And there's the case, of course, you've heard of, of bears, the mother bear – might have two cubs, and she, she teaches the cubs that whenever there's danger, they should run up a tree. Um, and then at some point, when the cubs are really ready to go on their self or the mother bear has to move on, she, she calls out the danger, they run up the tree, and then she goes away. And then at that point, abruptly, the, those bear cubs, I mean, they're, they're, I don't want to say they're following a the bliss, but they're called in their adventure. They're now experiencing the world. They're taking everything that their mother taught them and they now have to push forward. And, and it's, it's, a, it's a great story, but we too have that same thing. Always, we, we should be. And some of, so, you know, we're, we're at birth, we have, from birth, we learn to crawl, we learn to walk, we go through school. And it, ideally, we all leave our parents' homes, which is important, because by leaving our parents' home, we're forced to face the world and not, you know, be coddled by our parents in the same way as if you had the mother bear protected her cubs forever until they became adults. Um, it's not in a natural cycle of life. So we have that adventure naturally in our lives. And when we're, we're helicopter parents, you know, we're telling the soccer coach, you know, you know, my, you got to give my kid more time or we go, the kid, our daughter gets a, a B on a test and we go to teach, you know, maybe this really should have been an A because um, my kid mm-hmm. smiles a lot. Um, or raise her hand, mm-hmm. and she's just wonderful. Um, we're not helping our kids in the same way as the, the mother bear would have been helping her cub if she didn't teach them how to be independent um, on their own. So we all have this call to adventure. The question is, are, are we sometimes not allowed to take it, or is it delayed in life mm-hmm. to take it? Native Americans took that call to adventure, young men in their early teens, and they would be sent out into the so we'll call it the wilderness, um, with a knife or some some um, um, fire making device, and they they spend you know a week or two out there, and they had to survive, okay. and they come back with stories of everything that happened in their mind, um, and that was part of their vision quest, and so they're forced to grow up, and many societies have a some hunter gatherers have some sort of tradition where you're you are grown up and you have to move on, um, but we we keep we tend to you know. You know, delay that in the United States <laughs> by being helicopter yeah, parents. Unfortunately, I, yeah. 
codependent, <laughs> codependent parents don't let their children. Yeah, keep them not, keep them dependent on them. Uh, yeah, they need to. They need to. Yeah, they need to do a little uh, walkabout. Now, Bernie, you talk about. I could touch on this more about the neurodiversity. The, exactly. The difference in so our brains matters, thinks, and that's. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Exactly, it's important. So the difference between Steven Spielberg. So the commonality of Spielberg, Einstein, Picasso is the picture thinkers, and that's how your brain is wired. That's how their brains are wired, and mm-hmm. my brain is wired. And I'm not, I'm not a Spielberg, Einstein, or a Picasso. But my brain is wired that in the same dyslexic way. Whereas other people, their brains are wired for math and language skills. Okay. And so why okay. we, if, we, if we test people for math language skills, we're sending a certain population onto higher education, and they perpetuate that, um, that neurology. And that they become the so-called thinkers in society. But we, by pushing out the, and we make dyslexics, autistics, and so on, the outcasts. But it's the outcasts who made, who, or who would be the outcasts today, who made this gallery of discs. It's, it's Spielberg, Einstein, and Picasso were all outcasts. Um, you know, Einstein was the patent clerk who couldn't get a university job. Um, Picasso, you know, he, he bumbled around, okay, <laughs> for a long time. Right, right. Spielberg, yeah, for a long time. <laughs> For a long time, for you know, fundamentally his whole life. Okay. And Spielberg, he found um, looking, finding the images through the, um, through the, on the big screen, he found out outside of institutions. It's something he did completely on his own. Um, and of course, Einstein did his his three major papers he wrote before he was accepted into academia as professional. Um, and so we, if we marginalize, we, we can't marginalize people who are on a different end of the spectrum than who test on well on SATs. We have to mix them into society. And to, I would say that today, you know, you know, 15 years ago, the MBA was, you know, the best degree to have. I'd say right now, if you're going to get a degree, a master's in finite arts. Because if we look at the Internet, it's all pictures. Um, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, not about, uh, it's not about the counting of numbers, the counting of discs, or the verbiage itself. It's communication through podcasts. It's these, these images that we create on the screen. Um, and so at, it's, we have a turnaround cycle now of what was important 34,000 years ago now becomes you know, at the cutting edge today. But still, we don't, we don't test for that or we don't allow for that for um, entering higher education. Do you think we ever will? I mean, that's... Wow. Well, well, if yeah. you and I have our own college entrance exam, Michelle, if we're going to join on this together, then yeah. <laughs> <We're going. laughs> so, so if, well, you know, okay, so uh, yeah, I, if we're on the same page here, if you're committed. Um, so here's the interesting. So this gallery just with the, has the red disc flowing across it. Millions of people had seen this in person in the popular meeting. Tens of thousands of scientists had seen this image and only counted the red discs. And they didn't see the elephant. They didn't see all these other characters. And so this, this image itself, which people are all around the world are seeing, that there's, there's another perspective, is a huge wake-up call. It's saying that cavemen had something in them that, that was different than we're being tested for, for archaeologists, anthropologists, and, and everybody else who studies these sort of things. And so the, 
this image itself and the interpretation that I provide, and coming from a dyslexic, is um, it's powerful, but it's also threatening and it's yeah. scary because people are, you know, you know, what else have I missed, and what else is someone going to come along and see, and you know, so if 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 someone ever made me a college president, I want to tell you it's never going to happen. But I'd say, you know, <laughs> what well, we need to test people differently, and um, and sometimes you know the test. You know, it's so like that my unintended test of walking my dates through the zoo. And um, and what I did was actually kind of I – t- I took them through the mongoose and the giraffes, and, the, and all these animals are all, are all in this image. And one woman said to me, you know, she, so she saw the same thing. You know, you just showed – you walked me through this whole zoo, and I'm seeing the same animals right here. So when I kept asking you about what your book is about, you were telling me the whole time. And so it's a different way of teaching mm. Um and so, and not that I was teaching her and, or anything like that. It was just like, it just kind of happened that way. So it's, it's uh, so we need to see things differently, but we can do it in our own families because we have, we have autistic people in our world. We have this, the selectors are five to 10% of the population. Um, and so we, we have people who have these incredible abilities that we have to um, give them the opportunity, give them the tools to work on. And, and if, if the kid if the kid's great at video games and and loves to you know do art, let them do it. They don't need to be a rocket scientist. They don't need to you know the path doesn't need to be to go to MIT um, to be an electrical engineer. Um, they will do well in life and they'll be happy and healthy um, in what um, naturally comes to them. And maybe they could be a podcaster. Mm, yes, that's a fun thing to do. <laughs> now, um, <laughs> it's a joy to do. So, Bernie, you're actually, it sounds like saying, which a lot of the indigenous people do um, and tribes, is supporting, um, I'm thinking of the Maoris and uh, Aboriginal uh, and the Maoris, is supporting the, the diversity, supporting how we come in, how we're wired, you know, working yes. with that. Yeah, we, yeah. we really have to, um, so neurodiversity is, is the new word um, that we're using to have a, a spectrum of people, and that companies should really be seeking out autistic people who have um, incredible mm-hmm. skills, just, just because they can't sit in the meeting and have, some autistics can't sit in the meeting and have a conversation that's eye to eye, it doesn't mean that they don't bring intense value to the organization. Um, mm-hmm. And so in the workplace, we re- companies, large organizations, in their, for creativity, they have to bring in, they have to openly say, it doesn't matter where you went to school and it doesn't matter that, you're, um, that you, you don't have the social skills that other people have. What matters is we, we need to have a diverse these diverse ideas. And diverse ideas come from not just diverse education, but diverse wiring of the brain by seeing multiple perspectives. By not just saying, you know, mm-hmm. everybody has to say, I think this is right. I, I, I know this is right, or the data shows. But there can be people in meetings that say, I, you know, I feel this is a good thing to do. Yeah. Which is not Bring the impact in. Bring the intuitive. Bring the intuitives, bring the empaths in, because that's that's who the audience is. Yeah, that's yeah. That's now. 
just to touch on, and we're winding out, happy to have you back again. Love always what you bring. Is that the testing that's happening that you're seeing in the cave art, is it leading us to go back to that? Like, I almost feel like what you're saying, remember these roots, remember this part of your being. Yeah, it does. And there's there's some images in there um, that there's, for example, the mother giraffe and her, the, her juvenile wraps around her neck and it, the, the juvenile's head bumps, top of the head bumps at the mother's muzzle. And what we're seeing is empathy. We're not seeing a story of hunters out, you know, killing yeah. off giraffes. We're seeing a mother protecting her young. We're seeing that the animals in our world are beings. They're natural beings just like us. They have emotions. They have feelings. Um, you know, may, maybe they can't account to 100, but they're, they're, we're in an animal family. We have, there's another image of a, of, a Iberia, of a lynx and their kitten is pushing up against her, her chin, and you can see the, the hair flowing out. And it kind of looks odd because like one is, it kind of blends in. It's all got a fuzzy mess. But what we see is this, this empathetic, beautiful scene of the, the kitten and the, being protected by the mother lynx. Who's just, and they both appear to be waking up in this scene. Um, and so, yeah, we're, mm. we're being taken back to a time where we're all beings. And it's, it's that you, we're not being tested for you know, math and verbal skills. We're being tested for seeing multiple perspectives, to seeing beyond ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm. Perfect note to complete for today. I love that. And I love the empathy piece. That's something that's so needed and to allow those multiple perspectives. Thank you, Bernie, for bringing your perspective. You've enlightened us all and um, inspired us. Thanks for being on the program. Let's do it again. Thank you. Absolutely. Wow, what a breath of fresh air. That was Bernie Taylor. Uh, the author of Before Orion. You can find out more information about his amazing research and um, writings at beforeorion.com. And, um, wow, that's why we say shine your light, share your insight, right? You know, just share who you are. What a, I love that. Neurodiversity. Shine your individual light. Just be as you are. All right, everyone, until next time, like I say, continue to share your insight and shine your light. And, of course, keep awake. Awakenings broadcasts every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows are available on iTunes. For continued awakening conversation and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook and visit Michelle's blog at soulinsightsforspiritbedliving.com. That's soulinsightsforspiritbedliving.com. Keep awake.